Casey's not here. What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Pop Gospel Podcast. I'm your host, Chad the Dad. And joining me, the Lone Ranger this week, Aaron Sexton. I'm actually Tonto. You're absolutely what? I'm actually Tonto. Mmm. So Casey's the Lone Ranger and you're, you're Tonto? You're Lone Ranger. Oh. And I'm your trusty sidekick, Tonto. You're not a sidekick, Aaron. You're you're a front man. Mm. A leading lady. Mm. <laughs> I haven't been here in like four weeks, so. Well, none of us were true. here for like three weeks, so there was that. <laughs> Oh, gosh dang it. Yeah, so speaking of, guys, uh, still don't have any answers from anyone as to why our podcast isn't posting on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully that will get rectified soon. Uh, Just go to Spotify anyway. It's so easy. I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. I use Apple Podcasts, and so for any of you that do, I get it. Uh, But for now... You'll just have to go to Spotify. And when you go to Spotify, there's going to be two pop gospel accounts for some reason. Uh, and this is going to be episode 133. Well, if you're listening to this, then you found it. So I don't right. know why I'm telling you these things. But anyways, so there's that. We're back. Congratulations. We have answered all of past use questions. That's right. After you already found the answers. It's like time travel, but really bad time yeah. travel. It's like a fortune teller who's like, what's your name? Aaron. Is your name Aaron? <laughs> I'm picking up a vibe. God bless. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Oh, I'm tired too, dude. It was two straight weekends of being gone and sleeping in the worst built beds imaginable. Oh yeah. You haven't been on the podcast to tell us about your wonderful adventure. Yeah. Got to go on a wonderful adventure. So I, you know, have the kayak fishing Instagram and I don't, I don't know. ASAP fishing. Well, thank you. I was—I don't know how many of our listeners actually care that I do that, so I'd really try not to promote it on well, the podcast. Knows? They might. But, yes, I have a fishing Instagram, a kayak fishing Instagram specifically, and I have made friends with um, several influencers. One who, in the world of Instagram, I'm like a peon to this dude. Like, just so insignificant. But he's actually the guy that I won my kayak from, and he I built a, a relationship with him just through commenting on his posts, and then he sent me messages, and I've sent him messages, and we built this relationship, and so he invited me to go with him and six other influencers to Oklahoma for a three-day fishing trip. And it was a blast. We went and we stayed in Broken Bow, Oklahoma in the dopest cabin. It was called Across the Universe, which for me, I don't like musicals, but my favorite musical is Across the Universe, which is the one about the Beatles. uses all the Beatles songs. Oh. Yeah, so the name of the cabin that we stayed in is called Across the Universe. Huh. And it was... 
the most dope place I've ever stayed. And Chris and I like to travel. We've stayed in some cool places, but that yeah. was the most dope. The only thing that was not dope about it is, of course, the guys that planned the trip, Charlie and Brandon, got the two master suites. And then the they rest the of big us beds. were, yeah, the rest of us were upstairs in the children's quarters. And it was Dang like it. three high. So it's bunk beds, but they're stacked three high. And they're made of like wood. And the mattress is that stupid plastic mattress. Whoosh, 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 yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And not only that, but it wasn't even like the thick one. It was only like six inches thick. So you're basically <laughs> sleeping on something made for, you know, like camping in a tent. Yeah. So it was awful. My back and my neck were just like. <laughs> it was not, you know, it was easy to sleep on after paddling. I think the first day I paddled. 10 miles oh my god and i'm the only one paddling a boat they all have like (laughs) the pedal kayaks and the motor kayaks i'm the only one paddling like i literally had to be towed around the the lake all day but even outside of that i paddled 12 miles and then the next day we covered 10 and it was a blast it was so much fun being with those guys but i was so exhausted Got back from that and then literally spent the week planning for our youth retreat that we just got back from last weekend and then went to another campground and slept on another awful bunk bed for two nights. And yeah, so I was pretty exhausted. I've been pretty tired. But Well, and the, the fishing one sounds terrible to me because you're sore yeah. from paddling and casting and all of the yeah. things. And then you lay down on this bed that gives your body zero relief. Yeah. Like so, the, and that's one thing, you know, I've never I got no lumbar support. That's one thing I've never experienced is being on the water that long, which is fine. Like my boat is made for that. The seat is super comfortable. But you don't think about like today I'm going to cast at least 250 times. Yeah. At least. And man, that wears you out. It, it really yeah. does wear you out. Um, and then, you know, my only saving grace was there was a hot tub at the cabin. And so I'd go soak in the hot tub for like 30 minutes. And so that gave me a little bit of relief, but the bed just took all of it away. Did you (laughs) hot tub with the other dudes? Well, so one night Brandon came down, the guy that organized it and who's a seven foot tall man. Yes. He's, he is literally a giant, the tallest human I've ever seen. (laughs) Like when he approached, he had gone to park the truck when I had pulled in. I I showed up like 30 minutes later than everyone. Well, he had gone to park the truck as I was on the ramp. And I just, he walked up to me and I wasn't paying attention. I was loading my kayak and just this huge shadow engulfed me. And I was like, what is this? I felt like, you've seen the movie Independence Day when the ships show up and it just covers everything. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh my gosh. And I looked up and it's him and he's just got this huge smile. He's like, dude, I'm so excited you made it. It was really cool actually, but he is a huge human being. So yes, he took up the entire hot tub and I just kind of sat in one little corner corner because he's such a giant human being but we talked business and instagram and growth and all that kind of stuff and he shared with me some insights on how to work with sponsors and get sponsors and stuff which was really really neat heck yeah but his whole deal was he was just stoked that he is such a genuine dude that was the coolest part Mm. of the trip is you see people on instagram and you know they have their like online persona or whatever and you expect them to be totally different in person but he's not like he is a totally genuine dude he was super stoked that i was there he taught me a technique 
that I had never caught fish on before and I landed two fish that trip and I don't think any I don't I think he was more happy than I was to catch fish was that that. the drop shot yes it's called a drop shot and it's just a it's just a slow it's a very slow way of fishing but it will get them to bite when you can't get them to bite anything else huh and like he was like I posted a reel today and you can hear him shouting in the background because he's so excited that I'm landing fish. He's just a genuine dude. All those guys were, you know, Charlie and uh, Carlos and Rob, all those guys were just, I'm, you know, and they all have way more fishing experience than me. They all have way more followers than me, but man, it was like I was part of the group. And so that was super duper cool. That was a great weekend. And then to go to our youth retreat, that was just a good weekend anyway. I love doing youth retreats. I always have fun. Um, I just feel like I get closer to the kids. I get, I've, yeah. you know, learned more about kids that I'm not as close with. And so it was two great weekends, but man, I am exhausted. <laughs> the kids were attempting to tell me about your hijinks. Yes. In the cabins. Yeah. So I have, you know, when we get to camp, I go over several rules and we always make a little camp booklet. It's the same. The only two things I change are the cover and their time alone with God. I yeah. do different verses, but everything else stays the same. They get a camp map, they get camp rules and they get notes pages. Well, in camp rules, my number one rule is be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That eliminates a lot of problems. If you just make that your number one rule, that yes. eliminates so many problems. Because Absolutely. then they're like, all right, if I just do this, I can stay out of so much trouble. And it works. But my second biggest rule is no pranks and no hazing. Because <laughs> we've had some, not at, not at this church or at my last church, but growing up, we had some bad experiences pranking people um you learn really quick that there are some people that just have zero sense of humor about anything yes and something that is meant to be funny and include you and make you feel like you're a part of the group is actually really exclusive yes. and they don't like it and so i just go ahead and nip that right in the bud well and there's a lot of times that the kid that gets pranked is like the kid that isn't in yeah. the in group. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you're saying, it just makes you feel more excluded than anything. Yeah. But. Yes. Continue. If you're a junior high boy and you keep me awake until 2 a.m. on the first <laughs> night of camp, all, all rules go out the window. And that was what they kept saying. They were like, you're breaking your own rule. And I was like, those rules apply to you. Because <laughs> number one, I'm not going to take it too for far. thee, but not That's for me. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> because I'm not going to take it too far. I'm nah. not going to damage anyone's stuff. I'm like that's typically what happens with pranks when you're a junior high kid. Yes. Is someone's stuff always gets trashed or something? That's usually what makes them upset. I don't want to do that. I just want to scare the bejesus out of them. Okay. Mm. So. The cabins we were in, they had two, they had an inside door and an outside door and a bathroom in the middle. And so we put the boys on, on, in one, uh, like bunk area. And then me and our only other adult leader stayed in the other bunk area. So it was just me and him and like 50 other bunk beds. (laughs) And then it's them, uh, you know, across the bathroom on the other side. Well, so those inside doors faced each other and then they had an outside door that faced each other. And so the second night of camp, I 
told them all to go to bed. Our college staffers, our guy college staffers were like, man, we want to go to Waffle House. Is it cool if we go to Waffle House? It's our last night being here. And I was like, yeah, sure. Because I remember being that age and wanted to do the same thing. Of course. That's I'm why a, I let them go. It's all I'm about the experience. I'm a grown man. I still want to do you know? that. <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's just all about the experience. You yeah. Know? And, and quite honestly, yeah, if I'd had more guy adults to watch those boys, I would have gone too. Absolutely. But it was my job, so I stayed. And so I went in, and I literally, my words were, shut up and go to sleep. And I closed their door, <laughs> and I immediately walked into my my bunk. I was wearing my pajamas, okay? So I left their cabin in my pajamas, immediately went to my bunk, put on my jeans and my hoodie, my black hoodie, and went outside the outside door that faced there. And my plan was to open their outside door and slither in like a snake. Snicky snake. A sneaky snake and mess with them, right? Well, they were smart and had locked their outside door. But I just took advantage of that. And so I just kind of jiggled the handle. And whoever was closest to the door heard it. But it was a kid that didn't have a lot of clout with the other kids. And so when he was like, hey, somebody's turning this handle, they were like, no, they're not. Whatever. Right. And so I was like... Oh, yes, I am. And I jiggled the handle harder. And that's when everybody was like, oh, dang, he's right. And so then they did the worst. Like, it was just like a horror movie. Like, now I understand. Let's go toward people, the sound. Yes, they went towards the sound <laughs> instead of away from it. Like, my first reaction is if somebody is jiggling a door handle, I don't know who it is. I'm going to go get help. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But they walked towards the door. And so I just kind of lightly scratched it as they were getting closer. Then I heard somebody get right up to it. And right about as they were about to turn the handle and open it, I let loose and started banging and pounding and making growling sounds. And, of course, they all freak out. And I hear someone say, go get Aaron. So I bolted back into the cabin. I threw my jeans and my hoodie off. And I dove into my bunk right as that door opened. And then just rolled over like I'd been asleep. And they were like, Aaron, something's at our door. And I was like, what? And so me and Michael went in and checked our other adult leader. He knew what I was doing. He was there to cover for me. And I went in, checked. We went out the door or whatever. And nothing was there, obviously. And then I I did that for two and a half hours while the adult leaders were at, were, the adult staffers were at Waffle House. Two and a half hours uncaught. Yeah, never caught me one time. <laughs> the thing was too is like so i would do things like they would come in i'd be in my bunk and i would be like oh i hadn't taken a shower and so i went to the showers and i turned a shower on i left all my bath stuff there and then i would just go outside so they thought i was showering oh man and so they would go get michael well michael's covering for me yeah so they were like, we got to go get Aaron. And Michael's like, no, he's in the shower. Leave him alone or whatever. And so they would go, he would go check it out. Of course, nothing's there because it's me. And then they came in one time and I was like, guys, I'm trying to go make a phone call and I've got to call my wife or whatever. And so I'd act like I was going out to call my wife. who was literally just across the cabin, like <laughs> sleeping with the girls. Right. But, and so I'd just make up all of these excuses and they bought every single one of them. Oh and I was like, gosh. at one point I was like, I know, oh, I forgot to go put the fire out. And so I'd go and like put the fire and they never once were like, oh, it's Aaron sneaking around. I even got to the point where I would like, they had this big street light that was casting light into their window. 
and it, but it had those like nighttime sh- uh, curtains over it. Oh yeah. So I would just stand in front of the window, and this huge shadow would appear, and I could hear them through the wall going, "He's right there! It's right there!" Or, and so I would just like scratch at the screen or whatever, and I, I mean, they, they were terrified. They were terrified. And so finally, at the end, the guy staffers came back and they got in on it and messed with them for a little bit. And my plan was, one of our kids came out, Braden. He was like, just chase me into the middle of all of them and tackle me or whatever. And I was like, okay. And so that's how it ended. I chased him into the middle of the room and tackled him to the floor. And they were all screaming and freaking out. No one tried to help him. No, man. It's every Not homie a single for themselves. Person. Right? Yeah. No one tried to help him. And then I stood up, and the other guy, Stafford, turned the lights on, and I flipped my hood back. And I was like, ta-da, it was me the whole time. And they were like, that was really good, man. That was was really scared, man. But you broke your own rule, man. And I was like, the rules don't apply to me. I make the rules. (laughs) I've never done a real good hijinks like that. Well... It was, I mean, they make it really easy for you to do at this camp, to be honest. That's true. I tried to do it to the girls, but they fell asleep within like five minutes. I scratched on the window one time and listened and got nothing. So I scratched a little bit harder and I thought I heard somebody roll over in their bed. And then I got nothing. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll go to their outside door and do the same door handle jiggle thing. Yeah. But it turned all the way, and I was like, well, I can't go in there. So I just left. (laughs) They just left that mug wide open. (laughs) They did. Anyone could have gone in there. I was going to say, I'm glad it wasn't an intruder. For goodness sake. Dang it. I can't sleep with a door open or unlocked like that. Like, in our house, we leave our door open like our bedroom door open in case Kipton wakes up in the middle of the night or whatever. But like the exterior doors must be locked. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And if I can have lights wrong. Yeah. And if I can have like an alarm on, I want an alarm on like there's no way I'd sleep in that cabin with the door unlocked. Not a fat chance. Yeah. And so of course the next morning they're all like, they all acted like they were mad at me about it, but they were not mad. No. They thought it was super fun. It's a memory that will live on in their minds for forever. That's right. But, yeah. So that's been the last two weeks. And I got a new kayak today. Yeah, and a new hat. A new hat, yeah. Heck yes. Honestly, I'm just as stoked about the hat as I am about the kayak. Because it's a really nice hat. It is a nice hat. Yeah, so Lifetime Products reached out to me through Instagram, and I thought it was a scam. And Lifetime, not like the movies, but like tables, chairs. Yeah, like if you have a plastic table or chair It's probably a Lifetime table. And you look at it, it's probably a Lifetime table. It's a company that makes plastic outdoor stuff, right? They even make basketball goals. Well, so they oh, reached yeah, out they to sure me. do. I didn't even think about that. They reached out to me, and I thought it was a scam because that happens a lot on Instagram. These little companies will—they call themselves a company, but it's just one dude who's got an Amazon account and yes. he's trying to move product, you know. And so I thought it was a scam or something like that. And so I was like, "Well, I only do business through email," and I got an official email from this person from Lifetime, and it had a phone number on it. And I was like, Oh, well this will be super easy to figure out. And so I yeah. called the number and got an automated voice system 
that was like, thank you for calling Lifetime Products, whatever. And I was like, oh, this may be legit. Well, they left their name on the email, of course, because that's what you do in the professional world. And so I I just went to an operator and I was like, this is going to sound really, really dumb. I know what I'm about to say is going to like sound stupid, but I got this message from this person. This is who they are. I just want to know if they work there. I'm trying to figure out if this is legit or not. And so I told them the name. They're like, oh, yeah, that's our marketing person. And that's what it said on the email. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I didn't give them any other information but a name. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's our marketing person or whatever. So, yeah, it's legit. Uh, they sent me one of their unreleased kayaks. All they want me to do is film a video in it and write a review on it. And I get to keep it. It's mine for forever. That's freaking dope. Yeah. Again, I said this pre-podcast, but I'll re-say it for the people on the po- or listening to the podcast. Just the fact that a company who is not a small company. Yeah, no, they're not. This isn't like local Joe down the road yeah, no. who does $20 in business every day. No, this is Lifetime Products. Yeah. Who makes products, I mean, is, that are sold all over the nation. Yeah. Our church is full of their product. Yeah. Like I was walking through KTL today. That's another thing. Like, if you go to a church, you more than likely have chairs or tables yes. that are from Lifetime. And so the fact that this company who's legit, who is a national company, reached out to you and was like, hey, will you please test our product? Like yeah. that alone is enough. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy for me because again, I, I'm not like, like the guy that invited me to go on the kayak trip, he's got 25,000 followers. Yeah. I just hit 1750. So again, yeah. I'm not huge in the Instagram game. No. But it's it's just because of the niche that I'm in. Yeah. Like kayak fishing specifically. There are a lot of people that, since COVID, who really want to get into that. And if you're thinking about getting into it, I would highly encourage it. I was actually watching a live last night where someone was like, dude, why don't you just... I was... Uh, Brandon, the guy I went on the trip with, was doing a live. And someone was like, why don't you just get a bass boat? And he was like, I had a bass boat. And he was like, but I... You know, so I, you dish out money for a bass boat. Yep. Even a used bass boat. That's 30 grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then you have to figure out where you're going to store it. So you either have to pay for, you have to pay a slip fee to have it docked or you have to pay a storage fee to have it in storage. Then you have to have gas, which right now is astronomical. And then it has just as much electrical wiring and stuff as as a car does. But because it is so much more exposed to the elements and harsher elements because there's water involved, that stuff breaks down all the time. You have to constantly work on your motor. Like the cost of having a boat is a lot. An actual bass boat is ridiculous. But with my kayak, it is a solid piece of plastic. Yes. That's all it is. And even then, like even if I rub like a, I've, I've seen videos where if you like ro- roll over rocks or something, you can just heat that dude up and smooth it out. And it's like it never happened. You True. Know? So maintenance on a kayak is low. Cost on a kayak is low. I was going to say, that's the thing about the kayak is, other than upgrades that you make to it, like yeah. to be able to hold poles and all those yeah. things, it's a one-time fee yeah. for something that you could keep for probably the majority of your life. Yeah. You store it wherever you want to store it, yeah. and that's that. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the plastics that they use, is it's not like the weather gets to that stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, it may discolor it or whatever, but it's not going to eat a hole in it. 
it's not going to be cracking. Yeah, none of that stuff. It doesn't. It just doesn't happen. You know, you don't want to keep it in extreme heat because it will, you know, bend on you and stuff. But if you're thinking about getting into an into an outdoor sport, I would highly recommend kayaking just because it is so cheap, it is so easy, and it is so much fun. It is fun to do. It is a lot of fun. It is not fun, however, to canoe. No. <laughs> if the other person in your boat doesn't have a paddle. <laughs> You just become the motor That's for this right. other you person. You were the motor that day. That was awful. So for my birthday, when I first got into kayak fishing, <laughs> I was like, let's go out to Lake DeGray in Arkansas and kayak fish that lake. Well, I'm the only one that had a kayak. Chad and our other friend had a canoe, and the canoe only had one paddle, and Chad was in charge of the paddle because he was in the back. And we, I mean, we covered like five miles. It was too far. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> We went a lot of places, and I had had enough. And there's Aaron with his two-sided paddle just uh, strutting along. And I'm back there like, hold on, freaking Pocahontas in this thing across this dang lake. With boats flying by and yeah, creating wake and stuff. And and not only that, but we went out time. on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it was so a busy weekend. it was just... Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad time to be out of the water for sure. It was a long day. It was. A long, long day. And we day. didn't even catch a fish. So yeah. That was the worst part. <laughs> All that work for nothing. It's just a really bad workout. Was it really was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh dang it. But I did enjoy it. And I have always enjoyed getting out on the water. So we always... I say always... Every summer, our student ministry, we would do like floating trips on like yeah. the Caddo and the Washita, but we didn't do like the inner tube, chill out and float. We would get canoes, kayaks, all that from the rental places, and that was always a blast. Other than there was one time, and I don't even remember where we went. It was somewhere I had never been before. It wasn't the Caddo and it wasn't the Washita. Uh, but me and my buddy had a metal canoe, okay, Ooh. like a giant Coke can. Yeah. And uh, my buddy was, he was a scout, and so he was like, I'll be in the back. And I was like, okay, but like traditionally, your bigger person yeah. is going to be in the back steering the canoe. And he was like, no, 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 I got it. I was like, okay, fine. So we're going along, whatever. It was awful. We tipped over several <laughs> times. It was all bad. Uh, and like we are in the back back. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I'll never forget the uh, the guide. He and his wife were the guides. And they were in two separate setups. Yeah. And each of them were in a canoe. They would typically kayak. But this day they were in a canoe with like a person with them that they didn't know someone from a group. Yeah. And so she had this little kid and it was a bad time for her. Apparently (laughs) she was disheveled. She was sunburnt. She was angry. Okay. And my buddy Heath and I, we were at like the very back right with her Yeah, because we kept flipping over. Well, so finally we come to this point. Okay, and we are almost done with the float trip. We right. don't know that, but if we would have known, we were like 
two turns away from right. being done. And we come up to this spot, and there's this giant rock in the middle. Okay? It's not giant. I say that. It's big enough to be a problem. Okay? <laughs> and it was like, okay, picture a cartoon where, like, to the right, there is a rainbow across the river. <laughs> And sunshine and bunnies are hopping through the field. And on the left, there is dark trees crowding in around the river and lightning and an owl. And like, it's all bad. And I'm telling him, we need to go right. And he's like, no, we're going left. We can do this. And I'm like, no, seriously, we should just go to the right. And he's like, no, come on, we got this. I'm like, fine. So we are going to the left, okay? He, at the last moment, chickens out and decides we're turning. (laughs) I was like, there's only one problem. We're not turning. The current is now carrying us sideways into this giant rock. And that is exactly what happened. And the canoe rolled over and started taking on water. And then the canoe bent around the rock. So we're sitting there, we're on the side of the river, his ankle got caught in the canoe, he was freaking out like he was going to drown and die, so I drag him out of the water, and and we're sitting there like, what the heck are we going to do? We have just destroyed this Coke can canoe. And finally, the lady comes around the corner, and again, disheveled, sunburned, you can tell she's having a bad time. And she pulls over, and she looks at our canoe, and she just starts cussing, just <laughs> lets loose, and talking about her husband, freaking out. And so we're just sitting there, and she looks, she kind of calms herself, takes some deep breaths, and goes, boys, I'm going to need you to go up this road. Okay, we were next to a gravel road. I don't know how we nailed that, but she was like, I need you to go up this gravel road. And take a left and just keep walking and you'll reach where everyone else is. Right. And so we're like, okay, so I've got my buddy and he's freaking hobbling along because he crushed his ankle under the dang Coke can <laughs> canoe. And she gets back in her canoe with this child and is going to finish out the trip. Well, I it had to have taken us 45 minutes to walk to where they were. It was forever. We got there and had to wait like 20 more minutes for this woman. It should have been a 10-minute trip upriver for her. And so she gets there, and I'll never forget that canoe slammed into the rocks, like the little bank. She slid up on there at like 100 miles an hour, and she immediately was outside of the canoe, storming up the side of the hill. And she was like, where is he? Talking about her husband. And our youth minister was like, okay, it's time to go. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, our canoe's back there. It's in half. Broke it's, something. it's wrapped around a rock. And I'll tell you this. When water from a river is rushing into something like that, you can't lift it. Yeah, no. I did everything I could to try and right. get it from off of that rock. It was impossible. Yeah. It was dead. No. But all that to say, I do enjoy canoeing like and kayaking. The, on the water. <laughs> but be wise who your partner is if you get in a canoe. Yeah. Don't jack around in the canoes. Yeah. It was a bad He time. did not take my canoe course at Camp Pioneer. 
Yeah, no. So I was a waterfront when I was a scout. I am an Eagle Scout, and I did. I was a waterfront lifeguard at 15 years old. Yeah. And we would go out and teach campers, these other scouts, how to canoe. And part of it is you just roll up. You teach them how to portage, which is get your canoe out of the water and carry it and all that stuff. You teach yeah. them how to paddle, all that stuff. Well, then you have a day where you teach them what to do if their kayak flips. Mm. And so you go through a little talk on the shore and go, this is what happens if your boat flips. And then you just start paddling down the river. And our job, my job in the front of the boat, our instructor would paddle. And my job was to walk, was to he would get me right next to him and I'd grab the side of their canoe and I would flip, flip it. Yeah. And man, some of those kids you thought had never even touched water before because they Freaking would freak out. Yeah. out. And it's like everything we taught them on the shore went Was gone. out of their brain. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but we, you know, the first thing you teach them is we, they wear blue jeans that day. They take their blue jeans off and you can create, uh, life preserver with your blue jeans you tie yeah. the legs together throw it over your shoulder and then you take the open end you just scoop water and it creates an air pocket and you can float like that we yeah. float underneath the kayak and then you hold on you can breathe and all that and you just kind of kick 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 till you find something that you can put your feet on and you just stand up lift it up flip it over and you're good yeah and that's what we did that day and apparently your friend did not go through that because he did not <laughs> he absolutely did not I wasn't even convinced that he was a scout at that point. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. me. You steered us right into that rock. (laughs) You were like, we can do it. And I was like, no, we can't. You were like, yes, we can. I was like, you're right, we can. And then you were like, I changed my mind. (laughs) Let's wrap this thing around this rock. (laughs) I'm serious, dude. So you you know, you've broken something before. You've messed something up, yeah. and there's that feeling that washes over you, like, yeah. I have made a mistake. It is guilt and dread all and, the same Yes, time. and this is going to cost me. This yeah. is a bad time. Yeah, when that when we wrapped that canoe around that rock, I was like, I can't even fathom how much a canoe is. <laughs> I'm, I'm but a wee child. <laughs> what do these things cost? Like $2,000? Dude, I was so sad. And then, I, well, and I was so freaking mad and he's laying over there and water's rushing up on him he's like oh my ankle i'm stuck god bless you're the worst oh man that was a good time so funny dude that's really funny oh gosh so aaron yes you weren't here last week no i was not you already admitted it uh so last week I'm sure you, well, I'm not sure you've listened to the episode. I did. I listened to it. Okay. So we talked about all of the Disney stuff. uh, Yeah. The, as the media calls it, but that's not what it is. The Don't Say Gay Bill. The Parental Rights Act. Yes. We talked about all of that. Well, I was really, I really wish you could have been here because you and your wife go to Disney often. A lot. Well, and I mean, not like twice a year or anything but way more than i've been once yeah so like you go often yeah uh you're a disney fan yep your most beloved uh movie franchise is now owned by disney all of the things you have two little princesses at home that want to be princesses and all of those things so what are your thoughts on i i guess disney's uh jumping in on the parental rights act like putting their foot in there and well their foot in their mouth really but you know 
jumping in there and then right. kind of their thoughts moving forward with applying the LGBTQ plus IA anonymous stuff. Yeah, so first of all, I don't think Disney has a right to um, kind of throw their hat in the ring when it comes to education. That's what the bill is for. Like, yeah. We don't want you teaching children under this age anything that has to do with sex or sexuality. Yeah. They are too young to comprehend it, and it's just not something that needs to be a part of their curriculum. And it's, it's, yeah. it's not something that should even come up. It's not know? even a, a necessity for them because right. they don't even have those functions right. yet. Like, Tinley is just, she, you know, she's five. She's just learning to, like, write letters. Yeah. Like, A, B, C. You know, like, we were today we were playing hide-and-seek, and she, every time she counts to 20, she skips to number 15, but she will say the number 17 twice, right? So, like, <laughs> she makes up for it on the back end. Yeah. But... <laughs> So, you know, it's like, that's that's where she's at. Yeah. She has no business hearing about, learning about, thinking about that stuff yeah. at her age. I want her to just continue to be that innocent for as long as possible. Yeah. I would and, prefer my son have no concept of sexuality yeah. for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm I'm good. You know, because if you're like, well, you let her watch the Disney princess movies and stuff. I'm good with her understanding that boys like girls. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that love is a good thing. But again, I'm there to help filter all of that. Yes. You know, I'm like I like what Casey said about they were watching some show and they talked about some girl being easy, and he was just like, oh, it just means that she likes boys. Yeah. She really likes boys. You know, like I want to be there to filter that. And that's what the ratings on stuff are for, like PG, parental guidance. You as a parent sent there guide your children through the things that they are taking into their small... What is G? Just curious. G is general audience. General means audience. anybody. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. So, yeah. This is a bill that has everything to do with education. What mm -hmm. goes on in the schools? What comes out of a teacher's mouth? Okay? And so, for Disney to think that they deserve to be in that realm or have a voice in that realm is pretty pretentious in my yeah. opinion. You're an entertainment company. That is your job. Mm. Entertain people. Do not teach. I mean, it's not your job to teach things. It is your job to distract people from life. Yeah. You know, to, to help them suspend disbelief and all of that stuff that goes into entertainment, movie making and all that kind of stuff. It's why everything they've ever done is a fairy tale or a fantasy. Right. Yeah. It is not real. Yeah. You know. So for them to to take this stand in my opinion is kind of stepping outside of the the bounds of what they should, quote unquote be doing mm. right but for those of you who don't know for those of you who are listening and don't know my wife is a travel agent and her specialty is disney like mm. we know i say we she knows all the disney things she gets the updated disney tips and tricks books every year she follows all the Disney premiere stuff, like knows as soon as it's coming out, what's coming out, exactly what it's going to be like. And it's part of her job as a travel agent, right? Yeah. 
And so the vast majority of bookings that she does is for Disney World. So their decision uh, to eliminate the use of, you know, pronouns and stuff in the park and gender-specific greetings and things like that um, affects us in a way that it probably doesn't affect other people. Sure. Just because, like, we're promoting their product. Hmm. And we've had conversations about it because uh, we both feel the same way. You know, it's we both feel it is not Disney's job to teach our child about sex or sexuality or any of that. It is Disney's job to, um, they have made it their job historically to entertain my child, to put something up there that they can enjoy and laugh at and have fun with and, you know, want to pretend to be and all that stuff. Yeah. But we've also, you know... <clears throat> We're in a day and age where you cannot escape it, right? Sadly. Uh, for instance, we went to, uh, Kristen went to Walmart with Tinley. And Tinley is just very outspoken. And by outspoken, what I mean is when she sees something she doesn't understand or wants to know about, she just says it out loud, right? Hmm. So one of my child horror stories is being in Walmart with her going to the toy aisle and there was a little person, a midget, mm. uh, in the toy section and I'm walking with her and she out loud at the top of her voice, not intentionally, but just because she felt like she had to speak that loud to be heard, said, why is he so small? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to deal with that. Um, And the way I dealt with that was just to walk away really quickly and tell her that she can't say that. Uh, (laughs) Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) But uh, Kristen was with the girls at the store the other day, and so she's got both of them. And, of course, the only checkout that's open is a girl who has different color hair. It's pink and blue, right? Ah, Yes. And so Tinley says, oh, your hair is pretty in the girl responds thank you so is yours because tinley has red hair right so uh as they were leaving the store they saw another girl that had pink and blue hair but it was in like a different pattern or whatever and kristen got to doing some research and found out that that helped them identify that's how they identified themselves as being part of the lgbtq plus community right so uh like the pattern in which it is dyed well, the colors, pink oh, and blue. Gotcha. Right? So, uh, it it meant like they were pan or something like that. I can't specifically remember, but you know, so like so we're in Walmart. Not just words I don't understand. Now there are color. Yeah, situations. color combinations that you don't. This is understand. like back in the nineties. I remember being vividly like I remember vividly being scared to wear like red out in public because I was afraid a gang was going yeah. to find me and shoot me. Right. But now it's like the colors will identify someone's sexual preference. Yeah. So, Oh gosh, dang it. You know, I can't keep up. I can't do this. I mean, again, right now we were there and able to filter that and go, Oh, they just like to have colorful hair, which Tinley thinks is awesome. Sure. And that's what I want her to think. They like to have their hair colored and that's awesome. You know, absolutely. And it keeps her being polite 
and not going, why is your hair that color? But just going, oh, they like to have their hair colored and whatever. I can filter that. Yeah. But again, you, you can't escape it, you know. And for people who are like, well, if you send people there, you know, you're supporting them or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, every time you go into Target and make a purchase, you are too. Yeah. Every time you go into Walmart and make a purchase, you are too. Because yes. every single company wants to be uh, accepting and all this other things and, and, and promote that image of themselves, right? Well, and now they actually get like a financial kickback for certain levels right. of like Absolutely. Uh, diversity and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, um, it is extremely, extremely sad that Last time we went to Denley, the to Disney was Tinley's first time, and they did the whole every time someone saw her, hello little princess, whatever. To me, yeah. that is heartbreaking that that's gone. Yeah, like that to, it that is ridiculous, you yeah. know. Um, but as far as hearing, you know, welcome dreamers instead of ladies and gentlemen, that's not a huge deal to me. Uh, because again, it's something that I can control and filter in her life. It's something that. If, if they hadn't said anything about it and just changed it, I don't think I would have noticed, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't and, have noticed you not saying, ladies and gentlemen, if you went, hello, everyone. Like, right. it would you know? have been a thing. And so, we're kind of at the point where we are with literally everything else. You know, like, mm. if you love Starbucks, you are 100% supporting that stuff because Starbucks is bought in on it. And everybody sure. loves their coffee too much to boycott Starbucks. Like yeah. we've, that is obvious, you know? So it doesn't matter where you go, or where you spend your money, you're going to be supporting that stuff one way or another. It's true. And so to cancel your Disney plus subscription or whatever, like you're just going to do it some other way, yeah. whether you're aware of it or not. Right. Yes. And so we, we have come to the decision that until the day comes that, you know, those words are being spoken from a cartoon or from uh, someone in the park or something that she takes in from them, you know, and, and is explicit about it. This is gay. This is transgender, whatever that it's essentially like buying product from anywhere else, you yeah. know? Um, and I'm like Casey, like if there ever comes a day where there's a man dressed up as Cinderella, like I'm out. I'm out on that. Yeah. We will leave immediately. And we're done. Vacation over. <laughs> and yeah, vacation's done. We're going yeah. home, you know, but up until that point, it's just it's just like everything else. And I'm well, able to control it and yeah. to filter it and to help her understand and to shield her from things yeah. and, you know. Well, and that's what I I remember my parents, I was not allowed to watch a show or watch a movie unless they viewed it first. Right. And so that's that's all we're going to have to do is when a new thing comes out, we will have right. to see it first. Right. And then he will either be allowed or not yeah. allowed to watch it. Yeah. Well, in the rule at our house, you know, Tinley likes to watch Ryan's World on YouTube. Mm. And we sit down. I hate that. I hate it with a passion. Cannot stand that stupid show. But I sit and watch it with her because ads pop up. And yes. you cannot control those ads. You never know. And so I sit with the remote and skip or pause or exit or whatever I have to do when something comes up that I don't want her to see. And when it comes to the newer Disney movies, we pre-screen all of them. Just because Tinley also is really weird about what scares her. 
Mm. You know? And so it's like the movie Coco. I know Casey was talking about that's one of his kids' favorite movies. Like, we did not pre-screen that because everyone talked about how much they loved it. But we kind of wish we had because when the skeletons popped up, we were like... Scared her. Oh, no. It didn't scare her, but oh, we were okay, like, good. this could scare her. Yes, you know, and yeah, we weren't yeah. ready for that or, you know, we weren't able to prepare her for that. But so you just actually have to be a parent... Yes. And do what parents are supposed to do to protect Absolutely. their children and guide their children. And, and, and that's that's where we're at on it. Do we like the decision that they've made or how outspoken they are about it? Absolutely not. But you know what? My child doesn't watch the news. Yep. We do. And so for the most part, she is going to remain blissfully unaware of that decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as we can control it, none of that stuff is going to enter our home or yeah. go on our TV or be viewed by her and you know Kristen made a good point that the lady that said that her contract with them is almost up so it may not even make it like none of this may even make it as far as what everyone is already jumping to conclusions of yeah. you know um, it, it may not be as because I you know we haven't seen the movie Turning Red we haven't watched it because of what we'd heard about it and then of course Casey said he watched it and he's like it's not even really like that at all and he's like you can see how you could take some things that way but you know with this gaslighting culture that we're in we like to think that everyone who doesn't believe what we believe is out to get us mm. and so we just jump to conclusions, but you know, as much as our side, yeah. or the conservative Christian side, would say that gaslighting is awful, we do it just as much as the other side when it comes to that stuff. True. You know, we a movie will come out like I remember when Frozen Two was coming out, and they were like trying to say that Anna There's, and Elsa were having some sort of inappropriate relationship, and so we yeah. watched that movie, and I was like, that isn't in there at all. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. You know, and so it's like the gaslighting comes from both sides, and you just have to do your job as an individual parent to guard and shield and raise your children. And so, I mean, that's that's kind of where we stand. Are we still going to go to Disney? Absolutely. But again, the moment that something that that somebody tries to force that upon my child is the moment that number one, I'm going to get in a fight, and number two, we're done with. We're done with that. Well, and like you were saying with like the financial support kind of yeah. argument. And we've talked about this before with Disney owning everything. Yeah. Like Jordan and I were talking about it and it was like, okay, well, sure, we can cancel Disney Plus, but then we have to cancel Hulu. Yeah, everything. And ESPN Plus and like, right. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, no. if, if you want to just cancel all television, go for it. Right. Uh, but we were just like, I don't know that that's necessarily the jump that we need to make. Right. Uh, but I'm with you. Like there's things like the proud family. Yeah. I watched that show growing up. Well, now there are two openly queer characters on it that they're in this new version of it. They're producing. So it's like, yeah, Kipton will never watch the proud family. Yeah. Which sucks because it was a great show. A funny show about a black family. Yeah. And I would love for him to be able to yeah. see things like that. Right. But I'm not going to show him. Right. Because of those two characters they've decided yeah. to put in there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, same thing. You know, he'll continue watching Bluey. Yeah. Until there's a 
trans dog on Bluey. Right. Like, and well, then, that's the thing is like Disney has rights to Bluey, but Disney doesn't produce Bluey. Yeah. Yeah, and so true. I don't think anything with Blue is going to change. Yeah, you know because I think all of these other, like as far as what Disney chooses to produce, that may change. Yeah, but the majority of the things that we take in, like Star Wars, for instance, you know, like that's sure. not in there. And the moment it is is the moment I'm out. You yeah. know, I already don't like the latest three movies I put out anyway. So. <laughs> But, you know, we'll be out but on Obi-Wan that. But Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming. I know. I'm super stoked about it. <laughs> Me too. I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed about it. But, you know, like you said, that's and that's most people's thing is, well, if you send people there or you go there, you're supporting their decision because you're giving them money. And it's like, well, just to have the lights on in your house is supporting them and giving them money. Like, not yeah. Disney, but that cause or that stance or whatever. Again, yeah. you can't even buy a cup of coffee without doing it. I was going to say, unless you go full Quaker. Yeah, like grow your not, own food, yeah. make your own clothes. You're supporting all something that, stuff. that you as a Christian would not want to yeah, support. Yeah, and not you know? only that, you're supporting other things. Yeah. Like as far as forced labor and slavery and all of that other stuff. Absolutely. Because all that, I mean, that ha- and so it's like we either come up with alternatives like what the daily wire is doing yeah which i'm in full support of absolutely uh or we make our own stuff right and so it's like if you're not happy with it find an alternative or make your own stuff yeah absolutely that's, that's the only thing that that you can do and for the most part in our daily life that's what we try to do we try to find alternatives you know that that we can um we can utilize and and not have to worry about any of that stuff and know like a lot of the when so let's go back to kayak fishing for instance um one of my stances as uh an instagram influencer is i really want to help local bait makers get their name out there right so uh and the way that i do that is i don't i don't i have never approached a local guy and asked for them to sponsor me and just send me stuff like i I have not asked for anyone to send me anything i really just impose i really enjoy posting content i like making content that is that's fun for me and so all this getting stuff from companies is just a bonus for me right um but uh, if i want like i'll buy their product first of all so that they get my money I've, I've supported them. And then if I like their product, I promote their product and I will continue to buy their product and promote their product until they decide we like this guy. He's supported us and, and we want to bring him onto our, our team. Right. And so it's the same way. Like you find alternatives like the daily wire. I'm interested to see what they put out so that, you know, there may come a day where we cut Disney plus and go over to there because we don't have to worry about all that other stuff. And it's just plain pure fun entertainment, you know? So yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's our opinion on it. You know, I feel that. And you know, I, it's hard for me sometimes. And I think it's more of a general problem just in the world the Christian response to things like Disney is typically a lot of vitriol 
and yes. how dare they and whatever. And I just I I was listening to whatever you think about him. I don't really care. Uh, I was listening to Andy Stanley's not latest sermon, but the one before uh, in his investigating Jesus series, and he was uh, doing the parable of the, uh, the, 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 the prodigal son. Yeah. I almost said the son that went away, uh, <laughs> <laughs> son who went away. And at the end, he was just like, man, what would the world be like if we as Christians maintained a worldview, not of good and bad, not of right and wrong, but of found and lost. Mm. And I just thought about that, and I was like, you know, my reaction to Disney doing what they're doing was like, oh, how can you do that? It's so sick, and it's so twisted and whatnot. But to them, or at least to that one woman, like you were saying, it's not sick and twisted. Right. Uh, to them, that's the way things are supposed right. to be. And it's not because I'm any better than they are. Yeah. The only difference between me and them is that I am found. Right. And so I just thought that was an interesting perspective to stop looking at these organizations doing these things as like some kind of great evil because they're not. Yeah. The only difference between me and them is that they are lost and I have been found. Yeah, and, and two things on that. One, you can't expect an unchristian world mm. to act like Christians. Absolutely. And two, I think my wife said it best when... She, you know, it is known that the lady that made these statements Mm -hmm. has two children who are uh, a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. And when Kristen looked at her, that's how she looked at her, was a hurting mother Mm. who never thought her kids would make that decision and is just doing her best, like she knows how, because she's not a believer, yeah. to try and create a world that is accepting of the decision that her children have made. Absolutely. Because she doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of what really changed my mind about it, is mm-hmm. you know, broken people dealing with broken things break more things to try and make things better. Yeah. And, yeah, what would you do for your child? Yeah. If you didn't know any better. Right. You would do everything you could to make it better. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm. So. Well, all right. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. <clears throat> I don't know what I was about to say. I started to say something and then I lost it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh wherever you are listening, which is probably just Spotify at this point, Leave a review and follow us. Uh, I am not personally on Instagram anymore. And I keep saying that I'm going to talk about that and I haven't yet. But That's I will. That's what we should do next week. Okay, we'll just talk we about that We should talk about week. all the things. Because you've given up things. I've given up things. You know, yeah. Casey's probably given up some things. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Anyways. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but I am checking on the Instagram periodically and... I re-download Instagram just to post about the podcast and then I delete it again. So uh, message us and let us know where you typically listen and if the podcast is there or not. That would be helpful so I can 
track down anything where it's not getting posted and it should be uh anyways that was a long outro to say we're gonna get out of here i'm chad the dad i'm still tonto and we are out Oh, of course it started.